Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Redman TV. It is Tuesday. It is the podcast. I am your host, Ross Chanley, joined today by James Sutton, Errol Smith, and Emma Sanders. Um, apologies for being late. Just... Blame Tom in the comments. It's completely fine. Don't worry about it. Um, lots to get through. We're going to review pre-season, talk through some of the players that have impressed us, maybe haven't impressed us, getting excited for the new season. But as is always with the podcast, we're going to do some kickoff questions. Um, last week, James, I misread the room um, <laughs> mistakenly. So I've picked some better questions and Sachin Nikrani did not get involved. Um, so we're going to start with Douglas Horn, LFC92, who says, if you could be a villain or hero in DC or Marvel film, who would you be and why? So I'm not. I'm not really a. I'm not really a big comic fan. I'm not really. I don't really Ooh. understand the. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm just. You have not, to read the comics. It's, it's in film. Let me let oh, me finish. Sorry. But how, you know, I'm a. You know, I'm a theatrical kind of guy. You know, I like a bit of pomp and a bit of performance. Yeah. Do you remember the um the penguin from the from the the original Batman yes. movie? Yeah. Now that's Danny a bit. Now that's Danny DeVito. That's yeah, right. Now that's man. that's a performance and a villain I can get behind. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, evil, but with that kind of like that sort of little bit of pizzazz. Strike me, you're not an evil man, James. No, but villains are always the best characters. Everyone wants to play a villain in the movies. You much prefer to play a villain than a you know than a hero. No, we'll come to my answer shortly. <laughs> <laughs> what is your answer? <laughs> Let's get to the guest first while I think of sort of a villain that I want to be. Emma, um, you're bang into comics and the Marvel films and stuff like that. Um, so who have you gone for? Yeah, big time. By the way, when James was talking about Penguin, I thought he was going to bring up the, uh, you know, the one from Rose and Gromit, the, you know, the bad guy, the little evil penguin in that. Oh, um, yeah, there was a little evil penguin yeah, in that. Yeah, little evil penguin. On, on the Batman film. Potentially. You'll have to ask. Yeah. I mean, it's not a comic, but we'll, we'll just go with it. Um, yeah, this was, I love this question. So I was in the shower thinking about this for like a good hour. Um, but I've gone with Loki. <laughs> you were in the shower for an hour? No, I, I exaggerated then, definitely. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I've gone with Loki. Well, for one main reason, of I fancy the pants off him. Also, the latest Marvel um, series on Disney Plus was insane. Like, just so good. Um, so you're not going really... Sylvie then? You're going classic, look like actual Loki? Oh, yeah, like actual, yeah, yeah okay, so, proper so. classic. And he's, he's like really, really intelligent in like a really like deceiving way, which I'd love to be because I'm just like so naive and I can't lie. And he's like the best liar in the world. So I'd love to be able to like, just tell a lie and absolutely nobody know that it's completely bullshit. So yeah, basically Good I just job. want to be a massive dickhead. <laughs> well, that's me ruling him out then. I can't be him. <laughs> <Errol>. <laughs> um, yeah, 
it, it would have been like dead easy to just be like, I want to be the Black Panther because like, like it's such a it's great boss. character, boss film. But I actually thought if I'm going to be like a bit like James there, everyone wants to play the villain. And I think Eric Killmonger in that film was an amazing villain. Um, so yeah, Michael B. Jordan as well, he's a boss actor. So if I could kind of pull that off, that'd be pretty sick. And I liked his motive for that film as well. Thought he had a bit of badass to him. Um, if it was hero-wise though, DC, it'd have been The Flash. I just think to be able yeah. to run super quick and kind of like turn back time as well would have been awesome. So yeah, I'm a bit of a comic geek though. So that was a great question for me. I've not changed my mind. I'm, stick I'm sticking with Iron Man. Was it Iron Man? <laughs> Iron Man, yeah. I mean, That's he's so cool. safe. He, 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 it's so safe, isn't it? He's it? cool. So he can fly. <laughs> he's got loads of money. Why, why, would you, why would you want to be able to do those things? So you're all about, you're all about the lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. You're all about the whole, the whole package. Yeah. You want the house and the yeah. and the hot the hot lady. Yeah. All right, fair. Like, Batman for that. You at, are you saying that? Are you saying this if it's wrong? There's no, there's no right or wrong answer, but you be like, judging me on it. It's not the most interesting of answers. Ross is extremely insecure right now, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Come on, gather just, your thoughts. It's just a cool. It's just a cool person to be. Tony Star. Guaranteed, it's a safe answer. You're you're right, but is it? You, you just said it's not, it's not. It's not wrong. It's not wrong. I mean, you can not, be, who, you can be not, whoever you want to be, Ross. Well, no, I'm going to have a big think about that tonight when I go home. Yeah, yeah. Um, Take it out Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. I'll, I'll, I'll drown. Um, yeah, next question. Get us involved in the comments. Let us know who you'd be. Pick a better answer than I did. Uh, currently, it's not, it's not clearly good enough. Uh, Owen Harding says, um, did the latest YouGov poll that says Britons are less confident than America, Americans are fighting elephants. What's the biggest animal you could take? Now, I don't know if Tom can get this up on me, on my screen. Um, he should be able to do so. I know he can't because it's not plugged in. Should have thought about that before we did. Um, there's a list, James. Mm. Um, so first of all, just have a think about what, what animal you think you, you could take. We don't condone animal violence or any violence on this show at all. Um, but on the list, there's, there's a rat, a house cat, a goose, oh. a medium-sized dog, an eagle, a large dog, a chimpanzee, a king cobra, a kangoo, a wolf, crocodile, gorilla, lion, elephant, or grizzly bear. Um, so the, the the first four rat, house, cat, goose. No, yeah, yeah, medium, you, medium you, dog. You get through them. In I, fact, you've all got it. I sense it. You all did now. I reckon. I reckon. I'd, I reckon. I'd batter a kangaroo. Hmm? Yeah. Oh, you reckon? I reckon I could batter a kangaroo. Yeah. If if, well, if it called for it, if I was like locked in a room and it was like either it, me or the kangaroo. Yeah. Then the kangaroo's going down. Do you not think? It's... Yeah. Okay. But again, we're not we're not condoning violence no, against no, animals. No, no, no. But, I, but I would, they, they, I'd mess up a kangaroo. They could they could kick pretty hard, James. So can I. You're underestimating the power behind these these calves. Should we move on? You do have a personal <laughs> trainer. A kangaroo doesn't have one of them. Does, does, does it? There you go. Then. Uh, what's the biggest animal you could take? Uh, yeah, first of all, a, a rat. I would not be taking because I'm terrified of rats. It's like literally like my biggest like phobia. I hate them. Can't stand them. So if I if I was in a room with a rat then I'd be losing. But James is stricken off. He's that excited about taking on this kangaroo. Um, it's hot in I, I went for the grizzly bear because I what? thought... You think, you think you could take a grizzly bear in a fight? Listen, listen, listen to my rationale, right? I thought if it's just nice, big and cuddly, a little bit like Blue from the Jungle Book, just go and give it a big hug, make friends with it, get all pally. And then when it's all like calm and sleepy and it's, you know, chilling out, <laughs> that's when I go in for the kill. Well, you've taken this Loki thing seriously, haven't you? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you've, 
You've never watched any programs on bears, have yeah. you? And you've also you've also mis- misread the fact that it says grizzly bear, not yeah. cuddly bear, it's not a teddy bear, Emma. It's a big bear. You don't they don't sing like they do in the jungle yeah. book, like they will mess you up. Oh what? I thought Differently. they were bang. No. <laughs> I'll, I'll just that, throw it. I'll just throw it a load of fruit, and like it can just pick out on the food, and I'll just come in for the kill. Look, there's loads of different ways that I can I can get around this. Account. I've never seen that <laughs> on um, dead, the most deadly films. Steve Backshaw as <laughs> a grizzly bear just throwing some fruit. I'd be fine. Don't worry about it. That's not a safe advice to give to people who's coming up against a bear. Um, Errol, can you can you well, beat a bear? To be honest, I probably can't be a bear, but I did spend a little bit more time thinking about this question. And I even asked you if I can take my superhero powers from the last question into this Ah, round so I can actually compete with any of these big animals. I didn't fancy myself with any of the animals on that list. But if any of these have been in and around Liverpool city centre, you will know the ultimate predator that is out there. And it is them fucking seagulls. If I could have a scrap (laughs) with a seagull, I'm telling you, I would go toe to toe with one of those seagulls because they are huge. And you've got so much attitude on them i'd love to just give it a little left right jab combo um, and just see who comes out on top and if it wasn't you know a seagull because people think oh like if they haven't been to liverpool and think seagulls are really friendly in small birds they're not um it'd be like a really slow sloth just because i'd probably have the speed advantage against the sloth yeah no, and they're quite I big take a sloth. seagulls interesting because if you combine that with emma's just put some ice creams out yeah feed it some ice creams and then i would love to see errol in a street fight with a seagull yeah <laughs> sick Stripped to maybe, the waist, maybe just do. swinging at this seagull. That's the next thing in YouTube boxing. Yeah, maybe, exactly. Yeah, yes. exactly. We just we pit we we pit people against animals. Yeah, and, and yeah, and finally answer these questions that, that the people ask us. Um, do get involved in the comments. What do you think you could take? Um, someone saying burns a kangaroo would kick your ass easy. Um, I'm not sure that it's a slight on you or be just a big fan of, of kangaroos. Uh, I'm also getting a bit of stick for my pick of Iron Man, uh, Deputy Studio. I'll go make dances. Iron Man is the worst pick. Hashtag sorry, Ross. All right, fine, fair enough. Um, we're going to get into some proper chat about football preseason reviews, um, who has impressed us, who has stuck out, and what it was like being back at the game last night, James, because we thoroughly enjoyed it. James has just about kept your voice. Um, I did some shouting. I did not because it wasn't allowed. Um, but before we go to a little break, um, just a reminder that our Hendo 10 book is out right now. James, you've got your copy. I've got my copy you've got upstairs. Copy. You've just Emma, presented it to me. Yours is in the post. Woo-hoo. I've just realised that I've not got one for Errol. Errol, yours is here. Um, so <laughs> next time you, next time you're in, mate, we'll get you one. Uh, we've done a pre little advert and Paul's got some more information. Here it is. Hello, welcome back. Yes, that is our Hendo 10 book by myself, Ben Kelly and Paul Machen. You can get that now. The uh, signing copies are available, not pre-ordered. Just, just order it and I'll be with you in a few days. Um, ben is signing some of the signed copies right now and then me and Paul will get onto them. Um, Tom will put the link in the description and in the live chat if you'd be so kind as to do so. And you can do that right now. Um, pre-season, James, uh, last night, um, you know, we'd done our, our content on, on the game last night, but what was it like being back inside the stadium? How did you feel? How I can you see by your face? It was... I felt like a little kid the night before, and then I, I turned around and said to Tom at one point, "Like this is, I feel mm. like a kid. It's so giddy." I'd forgotten how I, I'd missed it more than I thought I had. Mm-hmm. To be honest, the the um, the the noise, the 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 rush of it, the 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 excitement levels when 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 you know uh, balls are getting played forward, and all of a sudden you know you've got little one on ones and stuff, and Minamino bombing on forward and things. There were so many times last night where I was like out, genuinely out of my seat, you know. And it's and it's that it's that that's what we've missed, you know. This kind this you know this sort of sanitized 
version of, of the Premier League that we've all you know had to get used to the last 12 months without fans there. It's just not what the game is about. It's it, it, you know Jurgen Klopp references the fans all the time, and he's absolutely right to. The, the team play different when there's fans there. Yeah. We All of a sudden, everyone's got a little bit more confidence and a little bit more um, assurance and, and, and a bit more energy as well. I, you know, I, I mean, obviously we weren't there for the, you know, for the games without fans. Um, but it just felt, it just felt like You've everything... You've got that connection again, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, it just felt like everything was kind of coming together last night. And I think you could see it on the, you know, in the, in, in the players' body languages. You know, you look at someone like Bobby Firmino last night, you know, who, you know, it's coming for, you know, a, a fair amount of criticism. A lot of it, you know, rightly so in the past, you know, sort of 18 months. Um, but last night, just playing with a smile on his face, the, the crowd was singing his name before kickoff. Posting warm up, yeah. yeah. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It's it's, it's that kind of thing. And it just, it, it, they raise their level, we raise our level. The whole thing is just, you know, this sort of sim symbiotic relationship that exists exists between the the, 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 the the fans and the players. Just fantastic, man. I loved it. Do you think that ties in quite nicely with the fact of Liverpool getting players back and centre-backs back? Because one thing I've taken for pre-season, we will get into that, you know, our, our kind of style of play is not only being back in the stadium was great, but through pre-season, I'm watching Liverpool, I recognise, because we're able to play the way that we, we played 18 months ago, not not last season, because, of, you know, we were playing Nat Phillips and, and Reese Williams and people were just either knackered, and like James says, you know, Bobby got a bit of stick, but I think he was just knackered. It, it, to, having fans back and, and people like Bobby feeding off that, is, is vital, but I think it's also vital the fact that they've had a big physical and mental rest at the same time. So it's almost like a massive reset of like last season, forget about it, we've, we've moved on now. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the fact that we feel that as fans, think about what that does to the players as well. If you're if you're a player in that team and you see the likes of you know Van Dyke coming back in, Thiago coming back in, and Firmino scoring goals, that's normal again. So you go from last season when you've basically got to think consciously about what you're doing every second of the game because it's you know you might be having to play a slightly different role to perhaps what you were doing before or you have added responsibilities to cover somebody else or you're playing alongside somebody who you're not used to playing alongside so when those players are coming back in and you're kind of used to that surrounding and you're used to those players then everything that you're doing as a player feels more normal as well I think and I think that's what we saw last night it was just an expression of um, kind of the creativity and the fun that the players were having. And I think that comes from, yes, a bit of the fans, yes, a bit of uh, pre-season, so the pressure's off, but then also that that, familiar, that familiarity of having somebody like Van Dyke, who you know, look, if I make a little bit of a mistake in midfield, the best centre-back in the world is behind me. Or knowing that you, you know, you've got Firmino scoring ahead of you and you think, oh yeah, if I, if I put a ball through that perhaps isn't, you know, one that you would usually play, it's a little bit risky, then he might be able to do something with it because he's, you know, he's in good form and Mane and Salah look really sharp as well because they've actually had a bit of a rest in the summer and they've had a full pre-season. So all these small things, it's only going to help in terms of confidence for the players. And if we're feeling that as fans, then then the players are certainly feeling the same. One thing that struck me last night, Errol, was something that you said on the watch along the other day, and it, you know, it ties into everything that um, James and Emma have said there, even the little things inside the stadium where things don't go right, there's fans there are to to applaud mistakes or they're there to applaud effort, even if it doesn't come off. There were several occasions last night where we, we tried stuff and the, the pass was just five yards, you know, a bit forward. But like James said, you know, you end up applauding that. The players haven't had that inside the red. So when something goes wrong, it, it's just more pressure, more, more more questioning what you're doing. But when you've got that, that belief behind you, and what was it, 
40,000 fans maybe maybe again last night of going, oh, nice, nice, nice effort, lad. Good try. We can see what you're doing. You pick yourself up straight away and then you kind of go again. They've not had that, have they? No, they've just had Jürgen screaming at them from the sidelines, <laughs> <laughs> which is quite scary, to be fair. Um, and, no, and I think as well, from the fans' perspective, especially like the, the fans that have been lucky enough to go to the games over the last couple of nights, it's probably been that appreciation for all the hard work that's been put in. You know, even for the last 18 months, you know, the last season, you know, we can kind of write it off now. We're getting ready for the new season. But just that we haven't seen these lads in the flesh for so long. You know, all the good things that they've managed to do for us, all the memories that this team, this side's brought us over the last, you know, the duration of Cops 10. Yeah, from their perspective, just being able to have that open release again and be able to just appreciate the fans and, the, you know, fans seeing the players in the flesh all over again. I think that's a, probably a special moment for a lot of people. I think as well there, what you're saying in terms of when things don't quite always go right or don't come off, fans aren't stupid. You know, the lads in the ground and the girls in the ground will see it with their own eyes and know exactly what the thought process was behind of the ball that was getting played in or the tackle that's getting, you know, was getting made. All those little moments don't go missed in front of a live crowd. Uh, obviously, there's no way to translate that to, to people when you're watching on, on a TV. Um, so I think the players will have fed in off that energy as well. And I think that really gives them all something to kind of get up for. And, you know, that adrenaline kind of just becomes second nature again. I think for a lot of it, players will have probably forgot what it's like to play on a little bit of adrenaline. The kind of playing on an autopilot, robotic mode of, it feels like a bit of an exhibition. I, I know where it should be. I know what I need to do. It, it feels a little bit too formulated whereas when you're playing on adrenaline anything can happen you know what i mean we've seen some amazing moments as liverpool fans where you just know that wasn't in the in the in the playbook but something in that moment just sparked a little bit of uh, inspiration and the next minute we've scored or the next minute we've won a free kick or you know big moments of, and that's how we build momentum into a season so i think it has been great you know in terms of how we've structured this pre-season i think it's been great to be able to just bring those last two games home games in and let the fans and, and the the team have that kind of that new beginning and a bit of a resurgence for everybody really yeah and the beauty of it is james it's going to be like there's a lot of firsts going on. So that was mm. last night was my first time seeing Thiago in the flesh. The first time I've seen Liverpool since since we won the league. Then there's be people, you know, lots of kids who were able to go for free yesterday and on Sunday, their first time inside the stadium, first time back being, you know, singing and never walk alone, all that stuff. And on a bigger scale, not just Liverpool specific, but that's up and down the country. You know, mm. I know the championship started last week, but as a football fan, I'm happy for everyone else. Do you know what I mean? And that probably includes rivals. Like, I'm happy. I'm a football fan. I want those people to be happy. Those people have not had that escapism for 12 to 18 months. Those people that, you know, you'll see on the cop, you know, you're, you're, you're regular visitor to Anfield. You'll bump into people. They might recognise you from, from Redmen TV or, 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 from the, or, or from the TV, from TV's Hollyoaks. But you might bump into them and go, you're like, oh, I've not seen you for 18 yeah, months. It's like yeah. that that connection, not just with the with the football and the and the players. It's also with the people that go to the games as well. It's important, isn't it? It's the whole it's the whole package. It's, it's you know, we're, we're obsessive. It's what we, you know, it's what, it's what what we live for you know it, it just is and it's everything you know it's going to it's going to home bakes and getting a pie before the game it's going to going to the sandon or going to you know your favorite boozer it's your routine it's seeing your mates it's putting your your match day clobber on and getting you know it's it's, it's everything surrounding it it's why we it's why we do all this it's why yeah. we sit and talk about it because we're fucking obsessed with it and it's and it's it's it, 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 last night was incredible I mean, there's so many positives to take from this season, this preseason. Errol's right. You know, there's there's, there's individual stories. There's 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 the, the the formula that's getting put across. There's you know, 
young players coming through, new players. You know, I watched Canate last night. Absolute yeah. monster. Yeah. Incredible. Well, he says it's Thursday. It's Thursday. Isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, you, you ain't arguing. Yeah, absolutely. You ain't arguing. You know, Simakas, you know, who we've, we, you know, we've, we, we've been excited about for such a long time and he's never had that opportunity. All of a sudden, we've got an injury, which is, you know, obviously, you know, devastating for Robbo. All of a sudden, we've got a, a player, you know, seizing his opportunity. I thought he was fantastic last night. Yeah. But let's go through the overall thoughts then, because I, th- I think you're right. Of, I'm in a lot, in a lot better place than I was three weeks ago. Oh, massively. Before, before pre-season started. But just your overall thoughts on, on pre-season. We'll go into specifics of, of players and stand-up performers in a second. Results, I think you can always go, well, it's just pre-season, it's yeah, irrelevant. If you win them all, you, you kind of got to go and win the league. But just kind of follow up from you saying there, of just seeing Liverpool play the way that Liverpool play, as I mentioned before, and you know you, you look at the options and there's always question marks over squad depth. We were able to play two sides over, mm. over two days. Mm. And for me, the biggest take from that was we're still playing this the same way, no matter who you put in there. Because I was a bit gutted on something. I was like, oh, I won't get to see Virgil van Dijk playing. I won't get to see this. And I was like, but I'll get to see Canate. I get to see Joe Gomez. I get to see Fabinho. I, was the same. I get to get to see Bobby. And I was like, oh, actually, like I'm not saying we don't need any signs for you to all start in the comments. I'm not saying that at all because I, I believe that we do. <laughs> but on the face of it, you go, you take it away, and you go, oh, well, actually, we're actually in decent shape. That's the big. That's the biggest thing for me that I've taken from this preseason is the attitude that I had going into preseason. I think all of us, you know, on, on on some level, were worried about squad depth. We were worried about the drop off from you know from sort of the starting kind of fifteen players onwards was you know looked on on the surface could be you know quite weak. Yeah. You know there wasn't a lot of names there that you go fucking hell you know I don't want to be relying on him. But all of a sudden we're in a position where you've got players like Alex Oxley Chamberlain yeah. who's got who's who's decided actually I'm not just going to go out with a whimper because he's not going to he's not got another Liverpool contract in him you know but he's he's gone I'm going to seize this I'm going to absolutely be part of this. Part Last night. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Minamino, another one, yeah. you know, coming back could have could have just sort of faded into the background. It's gone. No, actually, I'm not. I'm not having that. I'm going to be part of this squad. It's just. It's. It's just. It's great. It's great to see. Yeah. We have to caveat this, like, and I. I know. I know what you mean, but the people in the comments won't. Have, it's, we know it's preseason. We know it was Osasuna. We know it was Athletic Bilbao. But you have to take the take the attitude from it. You, I think you spot absolutely. on. Absolutely. And the way that they're kind of pumped up for it, Emma. You know, like to Oxley Chamberlain, James is right. You know, there's him and I put several others in, in the same category. And a navigator, mm. Taki Minamino, you, you said there as well. Of there was question marks over these players. And again, I think it goes goes missing that they were fit for large parts at the end of last season. Klopp just chose not to play them and took a risk, basically. So I was I was I was frustrated with them of going. Well, you're on the bench. Why are you not playing? We mustn't be fit. Or they were on the bench and then they went on the bench and they, again it's just like you're angry because you're angry about everything else. You're angry about the results, the performances, not having centre backs, not being inside the stadium. Football was just crap last season. But you can tell, as James James says there, you can tell Chamberlain's had some, you know, some rest, a proper pre His preseason's been about five months. If we're being serious, and 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 he needed that as did navigator. So all the question marks will be: It's great that Chamberlain's put in a great performance over a, a period of time. It's great that Kate has done it, and I'm, I'm fully back in on him. As before, we got, we'll get on to him shortly. But there's always that doubt in your mind that they might not be fit for Norwich. But on the evidence that we've seen in pre-season, if we just talk about pre-season, they, they've all been brilliant. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want salon perfect nails for just $2 a manicure. Yeah, me too. With the Alvin June Manny system, you can say goodbye to expensive services that take hours and hours and love your nails more than ever. I would know I've been doing it for years. Get 20% off your first Manny system with code PERFECTMANNY20 at alvinjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. That's PERFECTMANNY20 at alvinjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. Yeah, and I think when it comes to the question of the squad depth, I never had any concerns over the quality in terms of when we're talking specifically about midfield depth. I always thought, you know, Cater and Ox were, were brilliant options to add to, obviously, Fabino, Thiago and Henderson and, and obviously Milner's in that mix as well and Curtis Jones. Um, but it was that question mark over how fit they're going to be. Are they going to be able to remain injury-free? That concern for me still hasn't gone. And I think that's... That's all that I would say is while the preseason has shown that they're definitely uh, fit in this moment in time and they've proven that they have got that quality and they have got that match sharpness when they're given an opportunity, it's this, It's still the worry for me is how long they can sustain that. Um, I think the fact that Ox looked so energetic yesterday and so eager to impress, I think was a bit of a bonus because um, I think he's probably the one out of all of those fringe players that, has already proven his quality in the past, you know, to such a high level. Like you think before we got got that big that big injury, he was absolutely on fire. He was arguably Liverpool's best midfielder, I'd say, ahead of probably Henderson and Fabinho at the time. Um, you know, you look at the the performances he put in against Manchester City and, you know, I think he was just on cloud nine and the timing of his injury was was awful. So to see him in such good shape, not just physically but also technically, um, I think was was really really pleasing for me last night in particular but and I'm sure we'll get onto this later but I think the main thing for me was I was really concerned about the kind of the squad depth in the fullback positions and we've seen that's something that I've taken from pre-seasons that we've seen you know Owen Bett step, step up and he's looked like you know a kid who's pretty comfortable playing alongside men um, and then we've seen you know Jimmy Cass absolutely come in and take his opportunity so I just hope that they can carry that confidence and carry this, those performances into the season because look they're not an Andy Robertson they're not going to be he's the best left back in the world uh, certainly one of them um, but the fact that they can come in and, and slot in quite seamlessly alongside you know the defenders that are already in that back four I think is a real positive for me. Yeah, well, let's just stick with Simicast there, Errol, because, you know, I know what uh, James mentioned it before and I was talking about there. I saw a tweet from Adam Rowe last night and he kind of said, you know, Robbo's injury was a massive blow. But had this been six months ago, 12 months ago, it would have been an even bigger blow because we didn't have Simicast to fall on. You know, we've got a small segment of what, of evidence what Simicast is capable of and what he can do. Gets himself a lovely assist last night. I think he's been he's impressed me, to be fair, over the past week or so. But even him, you know, I think he was probably the same as Ox Cater. 
we didn't see him play. Even Klopp said, well, I'm changing centre-backs twice a week, three times a week. I'm not then changing my full-backs. So even so Robertson was running to the ground last season, everyone, everyone's perception was like, well, Simicast must be crap then because he's, he's not yeah. being picked and he's not playing. Klopp's like, I'm just not playing him because it would be stupid to, to do so. Now he's there and he's, we've, again, we've got that evidence of him doing, of playing well and what he's capable of doing. I'm more confident with him starting Norwich or probably the first three, four games of the season because... He can. He's fit into the squad. He's got a preseason under his belt. He's probably got more confidence. He's not had COVID, or you know, he's you know, he's playing with lads that have sense proper centre backs that play the way that we want to play, so he can play the way that he wants to play. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And I think the, the 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 biggest thing in a in a perfect season from like the likes of Jurgen Klopp is you know, even the best players will take time to assimilate into his squad and the way that he wants them to play. And you know, we've had examples in the past where he's taken time to bring people in slowly and not just throw them into the first team. And then you look at the likes of Andy Robinson, the, the season that, that he comes, he doesn't start straight away for us. But what actually does happen is uh, Moreno gets an injury and Andy Robertson, we just look to the bench and we're like, right, well, we've got a for Robbo one now. This kid, we have to now, he's going to have a sink or swim. And everybody knows he's been swimming ever since. And it could be the same sort of thing for Timokas. And I'm not saying that he's going to permanently dislodge Robinson because you know the levels that Robbo plays at. But if this guy can come in now with a little bit of confidence, you know, he's more used to the players that he's got around him, as you said there, Ross. He's going to have Virgil van Dijk or Canate next to him, kind of telling them exactly where he needs to be, when he should be bombing forward, when he should be dropping back. All those things are going to play a big part in how comfortable he feels. And I think in terms of the fans now, he's had a whole season with us. So even if we didn't get to see his qualities, the backroom staff, Jürgen Klopp, know his qualities. They know his game. The lads playing in front of him will know what he's able to deliver and what op- what opportunities he can present to those players as well. So I think it's a it, it's come. It's, there's no good time to get an injury like that. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, from the the news from Robbo, it looks as if it is going to be ligament damage. So it will be a couple of weeks. But it's a good opportunity for him because it's it's not getting thrust in in the middle part of the season or the back end when everything's riding on you know a strong finish or anything like that. It's about building that momentum. And if he can help us start to build that momentum and get us on a good trajectory. Robinson can kind of just come back in and just kick us on with a full strength squad at that point. It, it bodes well because in those Champions League games, as we've said before, we'll have to manage Robbo's minutes this season anyway. So there'll be opportunities to bring this lad in and he'll have more opportunities to show what he's capable of and hopefully he'll feel more a part of this squad the longer the season goes on. So it's a good time for him in a, on a personal level, um, but it's a big opportunity for him. I just hope he grabs it with both hands, to be honest with you, mate. Yeah. Is there an argument, James, to say that last night was bigger for Simicast than everyone else in that squad based on what you know what we're kind of talking about here? Because everything Errol said there is, is spot on, but Simicast hasn't really played in front of a, a Liverpool crowd before. So for him to play a game, you know, get an assist, as I mentioned before, play really well, to get those cheers and stuff we were talking about, he's gained confidence. And, you know, we were talking about our connection back with the players. For the first time last night, he's had a connection with the fact, I know it was, what, 2,000 or 4,000 at Wolves or whatever it was, but, you know, we're nearly full house at Anfield. That's, that's massive for him because... There's pressure on him now, isn't there? Yeah, and Errol's Errol, absolutely right, and it, you know he'll feel ten feet tall. Yeah, you know walking out, walking away last night. You know he he, he didn't put a foot wrong. He, he you know he's he's bombing forward. He's he's taking players on. His assist was great, by the way, as yeah. well. Really, really clever. Some really, really clever passes. He's pressing. He looks full of energy. He looks full of confidence. And that's 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 what you know. That's what we need. It's what we want when people have these opportunities. Because you know, again, Errol's right. It's you know, it's not an ideal situation. You know, Andy Robbo is one of the best left backs in the world, and, and you know, is 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 a starter. But my God, I mean, you know. He, this this could be something really really special with Simicast. Twelve months ago, we were having this conversation. 
you're going, maybe put James Milner in there, <laughs> yeah. Joe Gomez do a job if he's fit. And now it's just like, oh, it's fine. We'll just put, put this, this lad in we've had for, for 12 months in the side. Um, James, we're going to stick with you. Um, I want to know who your standout performers are across the pre-season friendlies. You can name as many as you like. As or, many as I like. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, oh, you can name one. We'll talk about one, then we'll, we'll, go, yeah. we'll move on to the next one. Okay. I, I, I loved seeing Fabino last night. Okay. Well. I absolutely loved, you know, they, they, you know, they call him the lighthouse yeah. for a reason. He's just, he's just head and shoulders for me, the, one of the best midfielders in the world. And he's just, he's just, he's just fantastic. He, the, the, the calmness, the assurance that he brings to the whole squad. I think he's been, he's been fantastic, but I can't, I can't get away from mentioning Harvey Elliott. I mean, just what a kid! Yeah. What a player we've got on our hands, and that 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 loan situation, you know, doesn't it doesn't always work? It doesn't always work out well, you know, sending sending players to you know to championship clubs and stuff. But by God, it's worked out well, and he just he just he just fits in effort, effortlessly, you know. And there's going to be so many cup games, you know. There's going to be so many opportunities for him this season. What an option to have, you know, on an hour seventy minute mark to bring someone like that on and go. You know what? Just go and do a load of mad shit. Just go and do a load <laughs> of mad Harvey Elliott shit. They're direct. Do you know what I mean? Because, yeah, that's because, what Jurgen's saying. But he played. Yeah. But he plays like he plays like he plays street football. Yeah. You know, with uh, with a, with, a, with, a, with a pair of rolled up socks. Yeah. He's got his head up. He doesn't give a shit. He was coming up against, and, and again, he's he's a kid, and he's a, and he's yeah, and he's yeah, a kid, yeah. and he's and he's ours. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, yeah. you know, I can't, I can't, yeah. I can't not mention that. I, I think that's hard to disagree with them. I think you know, one thing that sticks out for me is his attitude. You know, J- James is right. You know, he doesn't look out of place. I think the, our style of play is suiting us a little bit. You know, he's last season our problem was not committing bodies forward. Now we know we've got the players to be able to go and do that. But I'm seeing Harvey Elliott get himself into the box. He's taking on shots on Sunday night. My God, if he'd scored that goal, like, <laughs> eulogising about him a little bit more. Um, but he tried it a few times. But again, Liverpool, everyone was screaming out for a creative midfielder or basically just having Coutinho back. And everyone's frustration was we don't have anyone who can shoot from outside the box. Again, he's 18. He's not like, oh my God, I'm with Mo Salah, I'm with Sadio Mane. Like, I'm, I'm not confident. He's like, I'm, I'm Harvey Elliott and I'm, I'm going to go and do this. And not only that, his role is predominantly on the right-hand side, which is Salah's space. He's coming in here and he's gone, we're working at some game time. And he said in a post-match interview, well, there was some space in the middle. And he went, I'll play wherever you want. I, I absolutely love that. Because there's so many people where you, you get caught up and you think, Oh, he's a kid. He's got all this hype. Is he going to be another Harry Wilson? Is he going to be another Ben Woodburn? Mm. He's going to be this, going to be that. And he's clearly not. Yeah, and I think the thing with Harvey Elliott is that we forget that he's already got loads of experience as well, obviously coming through at Fulham. So he knows what it takes to play in the Premier League already. Um, he doesn't really need loads of game time. Um, he's obviously gone out on loan to Blackburn and was excellent there. I think, was it 41 out of 46 games or something he played there? It was, it was in the 40 games. Um, so he's proven at Fulham he can do it. And, you know, he was a 16-year-old. He's come through the ranks there and broken into the first team. He's gone out and loaned somewhere else and been one of their key players. Um, you know, if you speak to any Blackburn fan, they'll say that he was, like, arguably their best player last season. Uh, they were desperate for him back. Um, and he's proven it at Liverpool already at such a young age. So he's got bags of confidence, clearly. But I don't think he's got any arrogance in him, which is what's really, you know, impressive because he still listens to those around him and he's still very... Like he comes across as very assured, but also very humble. And I think that's really important because it uh, having that mentality allows him to go and do what, what he does on the pitch because he doesn't have anyone reining, it, reining him in because they know that he's already got his feet on the ground, if that makes sense. You know, they don't have to say, don't be trying these stupid tricks, etc. because they know that he believes it in himself, but he also knows that he's got to do the hard work as well. And he shows that on match days because he's tracking back, he's chasing balls, he's doing all the hard stuff as well as having the fun on the pitch. But I mean, you know, I, I wasn't 
surprised that he stood out in pre-season, to be honest with you. Like, I just, you know, we, we've seen it before. We know how good he was going to be. Um, for me, the, the youngster who kind of surprised me was, not surprised, but I guess I don't get to watch as much academy football these days as I'd like to. And it was Leighton Clarkson who really stood out for me as kind of the young player who just seemed to take his opportunity. You know, they were raving about him on, on LFC TV comms yesterday about his range of passing. And I, I couldn't agree more. Like, I just think, you know, Harvey Elliott was doing what we all know Harvey Elliott can do. But I think Leighton Clarkson came in and really did put in a performance. You know, I think there was one point where he had Thiago and Henderson with him in midfield and he was the one running the show, um, which I think says it all really. But yeah, just the fact Liverpool have got these kids that have got so much confidence and belief in themselves, I think is just really, really good. Yeah, just stick with Harvey Elliott there, Errol. I think James is right. You know, my big concern for me last season was looking at the bench and going, what have we got? And it was yeah. like Ariga Shakiri, five minutes here, ten minutes there, and they come on. And to, to, to be fair, they're just a bit crap. Um, in all honesty, with you know, I don't necessarily think that's just just their fault. I think it's really hard for them to come in and, and try and fit in. But Harvey Elliott's really interesting because I think we've seen him in a role in midfield, which I think is dead interesting. But I think for the last ten minutes of, of Sunday's game, he played right wing. So they, I'm Salah moved into the middle. And you're thinking, well, okay, there's there's another option that's kind of just opened up that I wasn't aware of. And again, I know it's preseason. I have to carry up carry up that with you know. It's one thing doing it there, but it's also separate, a big challenge for him, trying to do it in Premier League. If you tore up the Championship, we're completely fine. I've got faith that you can do it in, in Premier League games, but it will be a big challenge for him, and it is completely different playing Osasuna or, or wherever else and then playing likes of, I don't think he'll do this, but you know, a Chelsea or you know something like that in the leagues is different, isn't it? 100%. And I think that no discredit to Origi or Shaqiri. I think there's, there's, two, there's twofold really with them. They've been in the Prem that long now. Other teams know what they've got in their locker. So when you bring them off the bench, it's not a fear factor. Teams aren't shook of Shakiri because they just always oh, got a wand of a left foot to so just don't give away stupid free kicks around the box. Otherwise, you know, that that's an opportunity. They don't. And then the other thing is they don't naturally fit into the, the style of the way that we play. Whereas we kind of got to work around them to their strengths if you want to get the best out of them, which we're not really willing to do, especially when you just roll on the dice with 20, 30 minutes left to go. Whereas Harvey Ellis, as you were saying there, Ross, he's that perfect guy that you can just say, right, so that you move into the centre, Harvey, you go onto that right wing and do what you do well there. And the the beauty of it is he's going to be a secret, I think he is going to be a bit of a secret weapon for us this season because teams don't know what to expect from him. They know he's a kid with a lot of talent, but they're probably going to underestimate how good he actually is. I think he's probably going to be one for those low-bot teams where we might struggle to break them down or, or create something. He's not scared to drive two defenders and say, well, come on then, who's going to keep up with me? Do you know what I mean? Like, let's have it. And that type of attitude when like you, you've been getting run ragged by Mane and Salah all game. As soon as you bring his fresh legs on and, you know, he's got an eye for a pass, he, he, he has got a great shot on him. I know when we seen him on Sunday night, Ross, in, in the match, it, it was very unlucky that he didn't score and, and get top-ins with that opportunity, that shot he's had. But I'm thinking to myself, this kid is going to have so many defenders on, on roast because they just don't know what he's going to do next. And I think that element of surprise has been missing from this Liverpool squad as a whole probably for at least 12 months now. And yeah, I know, again, we keep saying, you know, we want to rule out last season, but it's hard to forget sometimes last season we looked a little bit stale. Even the, the lads that we relied so heavily on in the past, you, everybody knows when Mo's going to cut in. Everybody knows when Mane's going to stand up a man and try and drop his shoulder and run past them. And don't get me wrong, they can still do it and defenders still get caught out by it. But just having this complete anomaly of a player where we know he's got bags of talent, other teams will know he's got talent, but probably underestimate how much talent, and they just won't know what he's going to do next. 
is exciting for everybody. And I, I think it's a, it's a positive secret weapon that we can hopefully use quite consistently next year or this season. And as Evan said there, he played 41 games last season, so he doesn't get injured. So exactly. that's a safe bet. So if he does get injured, tweet at underscore M Sandy. Um, <laughs> give it. <laughs> Sorry, Evan. Um, James, um, did anyone surprise you apart from, from Harvey Elliott? Um, anyone that you maybe, 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 maybe written off or... Yeah. You... <laughs> <laughs> Who could you possibly be talking about, Ross? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. could, 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 could be a number of people, that. A, a, a fully fit Naby Keita is still an incredible player. You know, we've... I, He's been, he's been spoken about to death on, on so many different platforms and so many channels and so many parts of the media. You know, th this this kid, he has so much potential. Jurgen Klopp believes him and, and, and backs him 100% and always has done. But for us fans, we've just never, he's never quite got there. He's never quite reached the, you know, the, the, the consistency levels and, 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 you know, starting matches and finishing matches. You know, he, he, I mean, there's the, the famous example, you know, when he gets dragged off um, in, in the first half, doesn't he? Villa or Real Madrid? Well, I was I was I was thinking Real Madrid, but yeah, Villa as well. You know, and and all of a sudden we've got a Navi Kite that's firing on all cylinders. We've got an Alex Oxley Chamberlain firing on all cylinders. A fully fit Tiago. You know, all of a sudden our midfield is looking really, really sexy, and it's really, really exciting. So that's been the biggest pleasant surprise for me. I think. I'll stick with you, James, because has that changed your mind? Oh, this is a bit of a loaded question. It's not a loaded question. <laughs> Go on. Just in, just in terms of transfers, because. Because the big concern, and you're right, with the, with the Kater chat and the Ox chat was like, well, if they get injured, who have we got? Mm. We haven't placed Gini, Gini and Aldum. And again, just on evidence of uh, pre-season, has that, I'm not saying you don't say we don't need anyone, but has it is eased some of your fears of needing yeah. a midfielder in it? Yeah, in it? I think it's right. It's right to say it's yeah. eased. I think it's eased a lot of people's fears, yeah. uh, mine, mine included. I'd still I'd still like us to get somebody in. I yeah. still think we probably will get somebody in. I don't, I, I can't imagine a world where we don't, based purely on the fact that we know a lot of our players, Emma, Emma mentions it earlier, a lot of our players do have injury problems. They are, you yeah. know, I mean, people have said Navi Kite is made of crisps before. I, I, I mean, it was me, I've said that. I've said that, um, <laughs> you know, but I want to, I want to get proved wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want, I want these players to find that level of consistency and to, and to, and to not get injured and to be players that we can rely on and bring on yeah. and, and come on and terrorize teams. And we haven't, we haven't had that from a lot of the, a lot of our, a lot of our lads going forward. So hopefully fingers crossed, they stay fit. We're in a wonderful position and we get maybe, maybe we get a midfielder in, maybe we get one more attacker in. I, I think we'd be happy with, with either, wouldn't we? Oh, both. Both, 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 greedy, both, both. greedy boy. Wax. I am. I don't get this telly. <laughs> I'm being greedy. Um, and we're just going to sit with Navigator on you because I think it is really interesting. Similar to Oxley Chamberlain, he's been fit for quite a while. Some of that frustration obviously comes from, again, the whole of last season just being a bit crap, and then you, you have that anger to try and direct towards someone. I think those examples that James is talking about of Aston Villa, Real Madrid. I think. It, I think he was he was a bit crap in both of them, but I also think he was a bit of a scapegoat because you could you could list a number of people that should have been taken off in both those games. Unfortunately, it was just Navi Kaita was wasn't working. So, um, but also you know he's had this massive chunk of preseason like Oxlade Chamberlain. There was times where he went away with Guinea. In fact, I think it was twice, and he shouldn't have done because he was trying to recover or he was injured and he kept getting all these little niggles, little injuries. He was probably thrown into games where you know we didn't have a choice and he get he kind of gets injured again. For him, this is the last throw of the dice, isn't it? You know, I think he's got till 2023. I think he's the same as Chamberlain. I can't, as it stands now, can't see him getting offered another contract. But as James rightly put, we've got competition in the midfield. So for a lot of these people, it's sink or swim. You either you play for Liverpool, you fight for your spot, you fight for a new contract. 
or ultimately if you're not good enough then we're not gonna offer you a new contract yeah and i also think like the type of player that he is he kind of like you know we see him as one as who's quite creative he's perhaps a little bit more riskier than some of our other midfielders on the ball but also his work off the ball in terms of his pressing he needs to do that as part of a unit and i think last season with the disruption obviously to the midfield which we all know about obviously with you know fabino and henderson often dropping into center back the unit probably wasn't quite there and i think that meant that you know cater couldn't really be as effective as perhaps what he can be for us this season so i think the fact that he's been able to show that in pre-season around that you know more solid unit and the fact that you know perhaps mané and salo have looked a little bit sharper as well you know just that just that bit of rest that added energy that they've had coming into you know into the start of the new season i think will help navigator as well so i think all these small things have come together like you say he's had a little bit of a prolonged period where he's not had an injury he's been able to gain a little bit of consistency so i think all of that is obviously going to be really beneficial for him and also to Liverpool as well because the fact that there are those options um hopefully there won't be that one scapegoat you know last season was like absolutely screaming out for somebody who was going to be creative and who's going to break the lines and break down these teams and add a little bit more energy and he was coming on and you were thinking oh this is the guy he's you know we spent the money on him because he's a little bit different to the other midfielders we've got he's the creative one and he didn't deliver and like i say i think that is because he wasn't part of that overall unit so hopefully this season when the pressure is off him a little bit more it isn't all on him to, you know, create the goal-scoring opportunities you'd like to think. Um, hopefully he can, uh, yeah, just relax into it a bit more and show what he's capable of. I've said this for ages. Everyone's been screaming out for a creative midfielder and we've had two of them. just been injured for ages. It's a frustrating. Um, Errol, we'll stick with you. I know you've only really seen the, the last two games, but anyone anyone stuck out for you that's, that's not been mentioned so far? Um, I, you know, I'm kind of edging towards probably tacking with Amino on this, but if there's anyone else in, you know you think is worthy of a conversation that's, you know, Stuck out for you? Well, do, do you know what? I, I, I we'll go with the forwards there that you, you obviously tacky that you just mentioned. But I was going to say the the Jota situation with Firmino. Then it was interesting when we watched the game on Sunday. Was it was like all right, Jota now he's got to kind of make a stake and a claim for you know the Norwich game. You know, Firmino's probably not had as, as much training time with the lads. He, he's had a longer holiday. He's only just coming back. All of those things getting factored in. You're thinking, well, if Jota performs now, he gets an output. He scores a goal. He's got to be in good stead for, you know, starting an Norwich game. You know, hold my beer for me, you know, comes on and just bags a brace the next day. So it's just like, it's that little bit of, con- like, that's what's impressing me. It's like, you know yeah. what, they're the little opportunities and the, the, they're the little moments really where it's the players are saying, well, you know, I, I, I see your hand there and I'm going to raise you with this. And that little bit of competition is what we've craved so much, especially in that forward line, because we, we said it before, you know, I know that we think creativity comes from that midfield and and, and that part of the game. But the, the guys up front last season looked a little bit toothless and there was no, it was like, well, all right, I, I'm not playing the best, but you've got no other option but to play me because you're not going to put a Rigi on in a big game. You're not going to put Shakiri on ahead of Mane or, or Salah or anything like that. So they knew they were safe. Whereas at the moment now, you've got Jota breathing down the neck of Firmino. Firmino is now like, right, if he's going to be doing that, I've got to be doing a little bit more. And then you've got this other lad in Taki that's been like, well, I'm your forgotten man. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was running circles around you when we played in the Champions League, like your defence for fun. So I'm going to try and be a little bit more like that tacky that we've seen over those two matches. And I think for, for him and his perspective, it's making sure that 
again, he just it was adjusting to the the demands of the Premier League, the physicality of it. Even that loan for him, I know he had a bit of an injury spell, but he got off to a flyer when he went down to Southampton. I think I think he has got talent. It's just again having an, another little bit of an Arsenal where players and other teams don't know what to expect from our forward line. They don't know what's going to come next. They don't know where we're going to be able to hurt them, but having op- options to hurt them with every single player. Uh, and I think, you know, pushing each other on, that that buy-in for competition is is healthy in my eyes. You know what I mean? The more competition we've got up front, it, the better, because as soon as Firmino is having a bit of a bum day or an off day, then maybe you do turn to the bench and say, Jota or Taki, you guys go on and show us what you can do. You know, we, I'm quite confident now you could go into certain games. You've got Taki, you've got Harvey Elliott, and you've got Jota there as a, as a, as a forward today. And all of them have proved in this preseason that they're all capable of playing that style that we want to play, which is I think is the most important thing for the substitutes that we, or the people that we replace our traditional from free with. Yeah, and also that I think with Taki James, he's like Jay Arrow saying there, he's he's being managed, he's not being relied upon. So again, that frustration of all the front three aren't firing, who's the options? Oh, it's just Taki. Whereas now he can say, oh, here's 20 minutes, we're 3 0 up or whatever, you can kind of bring him on. But I think Arrow's right, the big, big take from pre season is squad depth, uh, healthy competitiveness, but I think also the morale. The morale mm. in that camp looks amazing. And like I know I know some of it's kind of like propaganda or, you know, like did you see through red tinted glasses what we were talking? Um I was talking to Matt Lassen last night about you know the table tennis stuff. And it's mm. like they were mixing the like non non playing staff with playing staff and I think you just said Mo Salah's won the table tennis and poor Matt McCann's just kind of still there, just like kind of been, been shoved out of it. But they're, they're mixing each other together. Manny's come out and said, like, listen, I was made up to see Virgil and training again because mm. I, like I can play with I can play with my mates. I'm not saying Nat Phillips isn't isn't his mate, but like Manny can play the way he wants to play. We've seen long balls being played over the top last night from Canate, Matip. Um, we said it with Van Dyke and Joe Gomez. That really wasn't Reese Williams and, and Nat Phillips' game. Their initial thing has come in. And when they were being trained up, while we had Fabinho and Henson, defence was just fucking learn how to play, just to learn how to defend, mm-hmm. learn how to play the high line, just to, to, to do the basics. Whereas now, the knock on effect, the domino effect of him doing that, navigating, go behind and go, well, I can take a risk, like Emma said before, because I've got, I've got proper. Premier League world class defenders behind me. It's 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 amazing. That's exactly that's yeah. exactly it. The, you can't. You, you, I don't think it can be underestimated the the impact of losing all of our centre backs last season had on the entire team, entire squad. You know, you, you couple that with with no fans in the stadiums. Um, I mean, it just just a really miserable. It just they they all look pretty fucking miserable, quite frankly. Yeah. And I'm not and I'm not at all surprised because like you, you're right to see, you know you, you, the pressure that those lads are under. All of a sudden, you're being asked to do jobs that it's not you, you're not used to. Yeah. You, you put, everyone's playing out of position. Everybody's playing with with more stress. Everyone everyone looked like they had the weight of the world on their shoulders last season. Um, if you so, went, if you went into work and they went, uh, well, it's a bit difficult with, with with acting. But they went, oh, sorry, the, the the producer's not here, or you know, the, the script writer's not here, and whatever else. Oh, James, can you can you just do that? Yeah, absolutely. Not here in three weeks. You yeah, go, absolutely. fucking hell, man, I'm, I'm knackered. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 it, and it came across, and and you know, for us to get into, into the top four like we did, and to and to kind of draw a line under it and go right. We're getting everyone back. We're getting everyone fit. Everyone's got opportunities. There's games for everybody. All these young lads, you you know, you've got you've got opportunities. You come back to, come back into the fold. It's 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 such an exciting time, man. I, honestly, I'm abs- I'm absolutely buzzing. I can't wait to get back. The other person that stuck out for me, we'll, just, we'll talk about briefly, is Kate Gordon, Mike. He's literally, he's literally a child playing football. Um, <laughs> and I, and it's, but again, everything that you said about Harvey Elliott, and I know it's only brief, and again, I know it's only pre-season, but like he has no fear no. at all. You know, he, none of them do. No, there was, there was. Um, oh God, did we play? Was it? Um, 
when we never had last last Thursday. Bologna, sorry, one of the games. This guy defender was six foot something, and he just ran ring around him. I was like, <laughs> yeah, see you later. But I was playing football when I was sixteen. They put up like seventeen year old seven behind someone who's a season pro. But I think you know that ties into you know the environment that Liverpool are, are creating and are, are able to create. James, I'll stick with you on this because they've got that happy camp because they've got mm. all the players back because they can afford to probably take risks with the likes of Kay Gordon. We might have seen more of him last season, mm. you know, in fits and starts mm. in cup games or on the bench or, you know, Champions League aways maybe, or, you know, just, just take him on the tour, see what see what it's kind of like. But to implement that into pre-season means that we might see him for a Carabao Cup game this season and, and again, he's still a child. It all comes It all comes from the manager. It all comes from Jurgen Klopp. You know, the, 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 the confidence that he instills in these lads, the belief in them. You know, none of, like you say, none of them look out of place. You know, they all look 10 foot tall. They're, 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 they're about loads of energy, taking on players, tackling, tracking back, pressing. Everything that we want to see from a, from a Jurgen Klopp side, we're already seeing from players who are, you know, 16, 17, 18 years of age. I mean, you know, and, and, and for all the, you know, there's, a, there's, there's been a lot of talk about the age of our, you know, our, our, our first team. You know, a lot of them are, are pushing, you know, 30, 31, 32. We which know that- dead in football too. Which, which, you said yeah. 30, you're dead. Dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah. You know, but but for all that talk, you know, we I don't think the transition's going to be as, as, as difficult as we perhaps think it is from the outside. You know, there's a lot of these lads are going to get opportunities to stake their claim. You know, and in two, three years time, you know, players like Gordon, players like Harvey Elliott, you know, all of of a sudden they're in our starting eleven and 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 competing and, and and pushing everybody else on. It suddenly is a really exciting time, isn't it? Gordon and Mbappe and Elliot up top. Don't say Mbappe. Now. Don't use that word. Why? Why? Because then we all get really excited and it doesn't happen again. <laughs> Come on. I was talking about. Came We're talking about our young lads, and you're dropping the Mbappe bomb. Uh, yeah, but I'm on FIFA in a minute. We'll, oh, we'll Ross. Okay. The other beauty of uh, of this this preseason kind of what what's happened. Is the fact that we can have these conversations again, and we'll, we'll do the build-up show later on this week, and we'll do the starting eleven show later on this week as well. But the fact that oh, for the first time in months, instead of going who's fit, like who's, who's <laughs> which player out of the starting eleven will be playing centre back this week? Um, are you playing centre back this week? All those jokes can stop, and like oh, Phillips is injured. Oh, I'm I'm next on the list. Like that can all get in the bin now. Um, we can have the conversation. So for me, like against Norwich. Let's have that conversation right now. Again, we'll do the two shows later on in the week. So have a, have a little think. Errol, you have a little think while I put Emma on the spot. For me, there's a couple of nailed on starters. You're talking Alisson, Trent, Fabinho, Mane, Salah. And for me, the rest of it is is up for debate. But I don't, I don't, think, there's, I don't think there's currently a wrong answer. Yeah, I mean, I've actually been thinking about this over the last couple of days. I have actually got my starting eleven. Um, oh, that's good. And uh, yeah, so I, yeah, I I agree. I, th- I think with all of those names that you said. Um, so yeah, I'd go Allison, Trent, uh, probably Canate, and I I probably would start Virgil actually. Um, Jimmy Cass left back, and then Fabino. I'd go Ox and Cater. Um, and then my screen just went blank then. Can you still hear me? Yeah, because <laughs> you're frozen. Yeah. Still, yeah. Um, and then... The internet yeah, didn't I, like you saying Ox and Caterham feel. They just decided to yeah, stop working. Right. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, yeah, Mane Salah. And I'd, I'd probably start with... with the, the, this is the hardest one. It's whether or not it's Bobby or Jota. Um, I'd probably go with Jota just because he's had that, you know, extra week or two in training. But I think did for me... Not, did you not you see know, Roberto Firmino last night, Emma? Well, you know, Bobby yeah, is my favourite player. So um, I'd, I'd have him straight back in after Norwich, to be honest with you. I don't think 
you know, I, I agree with a lot of Errol said earlier about about Jota sort of providing that competition. But Firmino, for me, is still the starting he's still the starting player. But yeah, just just for this first game, I'd probably put Jota in. Cool. Get yours in the comments as well while we're going along. I might read some of them out towards the end. Uh, we're nearly done now. Uh, Errol, any disagreements? Anyone that you'd, you'd change out of Emma's side there? No. I, well, to be fair, I wouldn't. I wouldn't risk Verge. Not for Norwich, uh, anyway. Um, I, I, off the top of my head, do we play Chelsea early doors as well? Is that like mm-hmm. yeah, so we've got Norwich, the... Burnley, Chelsea. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably, that'd probably be, if he's ready, that'd probably be the game. Just so the Chelsea lads automatically think bloody hell, like, he's but, back. But he doesn't have to play 490, does he? Like, I, I certainly wouldn't play him for the 490, I'd just probably play him Can't for Can't change your mind now, Emma. Your time's gone. <laughs> You're <laughs> 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 No, no, I get that. and I, No, I, I fully understand that, but I think... I'm just not convinced, or I'm maybe just a little bit more apprehensive of just throwing him straight back in. You know, I, I don't, I'm not behind the scenes. I don't know how match fit match fit he is. He looks good. He did look knackered coming off when we seen him the other day, Ross. I, I just, if we've got this, if we've got Canate and we've got Matip, I'm thinking get the most out of Matip while he's fit. We've yeah, still yeah. got plenty of time to bed rebed back in Virgil Van Dijk, and we know the quality he's going to bring as and when we do. But what games are more crucial than us being able to do that? Can Matip and can Canate usher a back line against Norwich? I'm fairly confident that they probably can. Likewise, again, you know, you're going to go with Trent and you're going to go with, I'd say, Timakas. I think he deserves it. Throw him in the deep end now. You know, you've had a year and people haven't been able to see it. Show us what you've got, lads. You know, baptism of fire. There's a big opportunity for you there. In terms of that midfield, yeah, if we can get Fabinho straight in there, fantastic. Again, get the most out of the Ox, like Emma said there. The Ox and Cater, while they're both fit and firing, get, get the most out of them then. And I would probably go Jota, not because I don't think Firmino's ready, but again, it's nice now that we can bring a world-class forward off on from the bench. Yeah. That if, if the game's not going our way, or if we do need a goal, or if we do need something, that injection of what Bobby Firmino brings to this squad for the last 35 minutes, half an hour you know, will be crucial. So go in, use use our, all of our tools, early doors, and, and manage these players properly. And I don't see why we have to risk some of the big guns just yet. You know, we're not going to risk Henderson. We're not going to risk Thiago. I don't see why we need to risk Verge in that respect. Um, so yeah, that would probably be my, my 11, obviously, with the, the normal wingers. Hard to disagree with that. I 100% would not be playing Virgil van Dijk against Burnley. I don't want Chris Wood and whatever else. The, 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 <laughs> Those mem- big... You're the members of the EDL dragging themselves and <laughs> bolted into Virgil van Dijk and injuring himself again. Um, do you agree with Errol and Emma? Yeah, yeah. completely. I, yeah. I, literally everything. They've, I was just nodding along to okay. everything. Um, I, I think there's, yeah, the conversation about Jota and Firmino, I think it's quite interesting, but um, I, I, either, either way, it's, it's, a, it's a lovely problem to have. And I don't think, I don't think anyone would disagree if, um, if Bobby kept his place, it, it, arguably, you know, Jota comes in, it, you know, what a brilliant position to be in. Oh, Taki, as someone says in the comments here, um, someone's gone for Ali, Trent, Canate, Joel, Greek Scouser, Fab, Cater, Ox, Salah, Minamino, Mane. And it's just like, this is the beauty of it. This is why I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. getting excited because you just go, all right, fair enough. Yeah, well, exactly. I would start Oxay Chamberlain. I'll go for Harvey Elliott. Yeah, sound, mate. That's yeah. completely fine. But equally, to, to Errol's point there, just to, to, to finish off, you know, I said my main issue with last season was looking at the bench. So if you're going off, you know, the side that he's, he's kind of picked, well, you've still got Tacky, Elliott, what Virgil van Dijk on the Thiago, bench, Thiago, Thiago, Henderson, and you suddenly go, "Oh my God, yeah!" And then you know when you when you when we sell uh, Shakiri, you know I think he's rumored to be close to, close to a move, and hopefully or he yeah. can be moved on as well because his time is up. And we bring in two more quality <laughs> players. So you suddenly you go, 
my Sorry God, to interrupt, Ross, but speaking of uh, movement, Messi has just agreed a deal to join PSG. Breaking, breaking news. On the free transfer. <laughs> I know, but they're I know, but they're building a hell of a squad there, aren't they? Now they are lots of free transfers. I know, but this, yeah, it's, it's just it's, it's, it's madness. It's yeah. madness down there. It's going to be on a massive wage, Messi. So I think to counter that, they're going to have to offload up to like maybe someone who's on a, on, a, on, a, on a decent wage, James. Don't drop the M bomb again. I didn't. didn't, I didn't, you were, you I didn't were, it was on the tip of I your was tongue. Talking about it, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a good show. Yeah. He's going to be happy. Carly 2022. Yeah, there we go, then. That, that's your head first. Just <laughs> when I'm out, they yeah. drag me now, back Now, you in. mentioned the M-word, so this is on you. <laughs> We've ended the show, and James is dropping M-bombs that we didn't want to talk about. <laughs> Thanks, James. Uh, we're going to wrap it up there. Uh, thank you very much. Do keep your start elevens coming. Let us know your thoughts on pre-season. Who impressed you? Uh, I did have a question of who, who didn't impress, um, but I'm not going to start that now because James just started eating a biscuit so we'll probably just leave the show there um, <laughs> enjoy that chocolate hobnob they've been sat there for what we've done quite well not to eat them over an hour they've been sat there for since last night probably but but yeah for us an hour your personal trainer will not be happy with you he's not here is he <laughs> good point Right, listen, thank you very much for watching. Um, we're going to do another show later on this afternoon, which we're going to do a build-up to the Premier League. Uh, we'll probably be Paul, John and Steve. Um, but Paul's not very well at the minute, so he might not be him, he might be me. Um, we're going to do a, a massive build-up to the, to the season. Um, carry on from, from this, and then obviously we're going to do the, the build-up on Thursday, starting on Thursday. We're going to do a opposition preview with Jack from uh, Talk Norwich City on Wednesday. So all your pre-match stuff, the season is back. We can't wait. Uh, we can't wait to join it, you to join it in with us. Uh, don't forget, you can go and get the George Henson book uh, right now. Hundreds and hundreds of you have already bought this. Uh, they started shipping yesterday for the standard copies. We're going to sign the signed versions this week. So hopefully from Monday, they can be shipped as well. So go and get yourself a copy of that. Uh, thank you very much. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Thank you to my wonderful guests for helping me get through this. Uh, very much enjoyed chatting football with you. Uh, and we'll see you soon. Ta-ra. After I got home from Iraq, I was able to enroll in VA healthcare, and I know that VA is going to be there for me when I need it. Get what you earned. Visit choose.va.gov. Not all veterans are eligible for the type or amount of benefits mentioned here. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. <laughs>